Welcome to Arpanimi. This is Saratova Best. We are learning Basi Lagani, Tafshin Chaf Base, 19, I guess, 1962. Uh, we actually have been learning about Arain Saif. Um, hard to find something practical about that. And actually, the past couple of um, days, we've been learning about the heavenly hosts. You look up, look up as the heavenly host, and it will give you a whole view into what's going down, what's going on down here at the same time. But now we're coming to um, paragraph 6 Vav um, in this mimer, and it's going to become a little more practical. Because, by the way, we want to know, uh, so what should I do this year? What should I do this year? Last year, Hashem was very clear. He is fighting the evil through the name Hashem Tzavakos. And this year, he's giving us treasures. He's giving us tools, very, very, very lofty tools from above so that we can win. So, and, and, and the nature of the tools has been described um, by understanding what our rain size is, etc. Okay. The Eshlahasis involved. So all of this has to be in our Avaida, what we need to do here. That um, all of this means also, uh, I see, we, end, we ended off with, sorry, we want to end off, we want to just mention a practical point. Um, in the previous Sif, I believe the Reb was speaking about um, something that has no beginning. Or in sight, you know, only Hashem has no beginning. In Latzila, and if something's or in sight, something's without an end. But the main thing is, it's not so much that it's without an end. Lots of things just go on and go on and on and on with no beginning. Nothing came before it. But of course, that's Hashem, etc. Or in sight, because of that, the possibility of something in this physical world to feel that it doesn't have a beginning, comes into play. What, what is the thing that you know that doesn't sense that it comes from somewhere? Evil. Paro. Paro didn't say, I know I come from Hashem, and he created me and gives me kaisas. That's a holy thing to say. Maishra says, I know that I come from Hashem, and not only that, everything is Hashem. Maishu Rabbeinu is completely aware of where he comes from. Paro is completely unaware of where he comes from. In fact, Paro is not just clued out like, really? I didn't know that I come from Hashem. That's not what he's saying. If he were saying that, that would be okay. He is absolutely positive, according to his attitude, that he doesn't come from anywhere. I am what I am. I just am. I don't come from anywhere. I don't have any source. I don't have anybody to be responsible to. I don't have anybody that I have to answer to. I am me. I made myself. I created myself. That's Taro. That is Yesh. When we talk about Yesh and Bittel, ego, that's, ego is a sense of I exist separate from Hashem to such an extent that who's this Hashem that that you're claiming that I'm I come from? Don't know what you're talking about. That's exactly what Paro said. Don't know what you're talking about. Who told you you should leave? 
Who told the Jewish people that they should leave Mitzrayim? Who? Hashem? Who is this Hashem? Hashem, what are you saying, says Pharaoh? You're saying that Hashem is the creator of the heaven and the earth? News to me. You know what? I'll look it up, says Pharaoh. I'll look him up. I'll look it up in my book of gods. So he looks up. He says, nope. No Hashem in my book. Because, of course, the book of gods for Pharaoh was... You know, these, 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 these energies that, that, that he controlled. You know, like the globalists with all their money. These, these, these people that we control with our money. These people that we paid off with our money. These people that we blackmail with our money. That's who was in Paro's book of Ketchkas. The people that he could control with his power and his money, etc. Just like it's happening today. And no sense of I come from somewhere and I am answerable to someone. No sense of it. That's the whole point of Paro. So for that kind of energy to exist in the world, Paro and all and and his ilk, the concept of the energy of Einot Chila, there is no there is no beginning to it. Only Hashem has no be, nothing before Him. But the, it gives rise to the possibility of in Klippa, God forbid, that Klippa can actually feel also, nothing comes before me. There isn't anything preceding me. So, so I'm saying in Sif, hey, this is the way it ends. There's, there's no primal cause that comes before me. So, as it says in Pesach Eliyahu, the, these guys, these globalists, these big guys with all the money and all the, the paros, the modern-day paros, the modern-day modern guys who made a decision they're going to rule the whole world with their money and their philosophy, what, however insane it is, is going, to be, is going to be the philosophy that will take over the whole world and, and nobody's going to stop them in their plan. That Hashem declared last year and the year before, I'm destroying them, don't worry. So they have their energy from this. In other words, in other words, it's a mimicking of the truth of Hashem. Okay. So now that was a, a, a short kitzer of what was before. So now, as we said, so all of this needs to be in our avayda. So the Mizritcha Magid says that Razal say um, the deeds of Tzadikim are greater than the deeds of heaven and earth. Why? Hashem creating the world it was something from nothing. So Hashem took nothing and created something. <clears throat> That's the creation of heaven and earth. Tzadikim take something, and they make nothing. Not they don't do anything. They make it into iron. Hashem took iron and made it into yesh. And Tzadikim take yesh and make it into iron. Just at this point, the joke, you know, two, two, two men meet, they're in their 40s or something, 
and they meet after many years. They, Why, Gavald, we used to be in yeshiva together. I haven't seen you for 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 twenty five years. Amazing. How have you been? And one is one is a chassid, one is not a chassid. How have you been? And one says, What have you been doing? So one says, You know, all my life I was striving to become a something, and I'll tell you the truth. In the end, I remained a nothing. <clears throat> and the other one who's the chassid and he's following the ways of chassidus he said oh, I'm so jealous of you all my life I've been striving to become a nothing and I still remain to something so tzaddikim will take take something and they make it into nothing into an ayin so here's the question um something we don't understand so tzaddikim are taking a yesh, and they make it into an ayin. They make it totally bottle to Hashem. They take something and make it bottle to Hashem. How far does that reach? How far did their deeds reach? Their acts reach. Their acts reach to the level of ayin. So this is the place where your Avaita reaches. Um, the So, we're talking about um, Ayin is the place where we can get to. Because the level above it um, it says, where's it going to take us? I don't know which one is better. Which one's better? The deeds of Tzadikim or the opposite? Are you going to declare that the deeds of Tzadikim um, that reach the level of ayin are greater than the creation of heaven and earth? Think of that week. Hashem is creating so many different things. That's a week. That's an unbelievable week. <clears throat> that's probably, that's the most dynamic week in history. Right? Okay. So then how can you come along and say, here are some tzaddikim, they did some exemplary things that way supersedes the creation of the world. Really? How is that possible to say? In fact, here's the question that the Reb is asking. Which one is more more important? Creation of heaven and earth or the deeds of tzaddikim? Excuse me. <clears throat> Oh my. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so again, can we say that the deeds of Tzadikim, which reach Ayin, are greater than creation of heaven and earth? Heaven and earth is Yesh me Ayin. Heaven and earth comes from Ayin, and it creates a Yesh. Whereas the deeds of Tzadikim only reach Ayin. So now, how about if they reach a yesh, right? 
when heaven and earth are created, you start with an ayin, an empty space, and you create a yesh. Go up to the next level. So when Sadiqim do their deeds, they go all the way up to ayin. Okay? So aren't we then supposed to go up from ayin to yesh? Well, so yesh me'ayin comes from arin saif, sha'or hu ke'in hamar. The light, arin saif, is a taste of the mar, the source. So the light is a taste of the source, which is the very essence of Hashem. So we're talking about light that is a taste of, these words can't be put into English, but Mitsiyusa, the very Mitsiyus of Hashem is Meatsmusa, is from its very essence. And nothing comes before. That's what we were just saying before about in the conversation about Mr. Paro. But here we're talking about not as Paro is mimicking that, but in truth, nothing comes before. The essence of Hashem. Nothing can precede Hashem. That's the highest you can get. And imagine having light that is a taste of that level where nothing precedes Hashem. We don't mean the Klippadik mimic that Paro does and Bill Gates and Fauci and all these nutcases, but we mean the real holy version. So, excuse <clears throat> me. And of course, our question is going to be, okay, what should I be doing? Don't worry. Hold on and we'll see. Well, we know what not to do. We know not whom not to emulate. <coughs> so, the Indian is, Im yoz ha-bechina shalomayla me'amokam shesham ha-ges ha-vedis ha-adam hi-bo'evin de-chashicha ka'ayra. So, that the level that's above the place that you can reach, how far up can you reach? All the way up to Ayin. Right? Okay. So, up there, um, so this level that's higher than where you can reach, and picture where you can reach to, and then imagine something higher than that. What is it like higher than where you can reach? <coughs> Excuse me. Hashicha ka'ira. The place that is higher than you can reach through your Avaita. You, you can reach pretty high through your Avaita. What's above that? Above that is a place, let's picture it as a room, where darkness is like light. So let's just picture, for fun's sake, you know, um, a room, and the room is the penthouse, this is the top, of the elevator stops here, this is as far high up as you can get, through your Avaita. Very good. And when you come to that room, there's no sense of yesh. It's just you're absorbed into Hashem. Is there anything higher than that room? Yes. What is higher? I don't know how you get there because the elevator stops at the top room. But higher than that room is a place where darkness is like light. In Sidkas Rabu Ma 
So, but there's something even deeper. So there's a level that's sometimes called Pnimis Hamakis. And all the way to, there's a level that's called Pnimis Hamakis, and even Atmos Mahus. Shesham who chafetz b'maseim shel tzedikim dafka. By the way, I'm doing this ilinishmas um, shir malkabas Alexander Asher. So this is her kind of talk. Absolutely, her kind of talk. Atmos umahus. So shesham who chafetz b'maseim shel tzedikim dafka over there in pnimis amakif and atmos umahus. There is a tremendous pleasure, a tremendous desire in the deeds of tzaddikim. Guess what? Since one of the main tenets of the Rebbe in this generation is the Amech Kulam Tzadikim, and your nation is all tzaddikim on some level, when you are reading in Hasidus about the deeds of tzaddikim, you can substitute the words what I am doing and striving to do. Me, 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 you, you, you. The the part of you on which can be said, my nation is all tzaddikim, this means you. This means you. In fact, here, I'll show you right here. <coughs> Excuse me. The nimlach, the nishma seim shel tzaddikim. When Hashem wanted to create the world, he he consulted with the neshamas of tzaddikim. Sounds fancy. What was it, so to speak? He came along, Hashem came along and said, hey guys, what do you think we create a world? Okay, world. Hmm, what would be involved? The neshamas of tzaddikim. We're consulted with that. Hey guys, want to make, should we make a world? And in the end, we decided together, the neshamas of Sadiqim and Hashem, let's go for it. Yep, let's create a world. That's why we have a world. We said yes. <coughs> As it says, <coughs> excuse me, the Ibis Yaakov, this Esav Senesi. And in that world, Hashem says, I love Yaakov and I hate Esav. And not only that, in this world, there's free choice. And what does Hashem choose? Choose for us the portion, our portion, portion of the Eden. Choose Ga'in Yaakov, the, the Ga'in Yaakov, I guess, the pride of Yaakov. Asher Ahevsela, that I love forever. The strength of Yaakov, that I love forever. Shehub Inyan, Bechir Chavshis Petachas. When Hashem says, I want Yaakov, Esav is, he's got stuff to do, but Yaakov is my favorite. Was that um, was that a fair was that a fair match? Hashem says, pure free choice on my part, me, Hashem's part. That was pure I had the two of them. I had Yaakov and I had Asa, and I said, I want Yaakov. 
That's what, that's what Hashem is telling us. I want Yaakov. So when we learn this, you understand that Hashem, you know, Uncle Sam wants you. Hashem is pointing at you while you're learning this mimer saying, I want you. You are my choice. You. Pure, free choice. Nobody pushed me, says Hashem. Through pure, few choice, free choice, I have chosen you, says Hashem. Excuse <coughs> me. So we could say, yeah, come on. Imagine the, the other guys could say, huh. You came along. You happen to love mitzvahs. You created the system of mitzvahs, Hashem. You come along, you're watching Jewish people do mitzvahs, and you say, yeah, I want them. And the bad guys say, well, duh. They're doing mitzvahs. You see them doing mitzvahs. You like mitzvahs, so you're going to choose them. That's not a fair choice. Hashem says, no, 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 no. I chose Yaakov in a um, buffer zone. Not when anyone was doing mitzvahs. Nope. Just... Line them up, equal opportunity, and I want Yaakov. Um, I chose Yaakov from a place where there are no revelations about, there's no evidence about how great Yaakov is. Because if I had chosen Yaakov, when you choose something, if there's a revelation of one looking better than the other, then it's already, um, it's not free choice. Then it's, you're already, um, what's the word? Pushed in one, I can't think of proper English words. Pushed in, in one direction. Right? In other words, um, you stand, um, you, you have, you have two treats for a child. One is this incredible, delicious, ice cream cone, and the other one is um, some kind of dried up um, vegetable thing of a vegetable that they can't stand eating. That's not free choice. That's one is very sparkly and the other one's very unsparkly. The only way it can be free choice is when there's no gilly, meaning Neither of them is in a in a situation where you see the sparkliness of them. In a, it has to be, you know, you know, line them all up, and they're behind a screen, and you don't know who's who, and one doesn't look better than the other, and you just say, that one? We were chosen and are chosen by Hashem from the place where we're not shining at that moment. Because it's a place where... We're not given an opportunity to shine. To move on, Mibir Admor Mershab. So the Rebbe Mershab says this. Shedam bechinas or bechinas ha'ayin shesham magaz magaz avaydis adam. So on the level of light, you know what light means? Where we do our stuff and we create light. So what about that level, where you and I are creating? Light, spiritual light. The Rebbe Rashab says, think of that. You know, there we are. We've just created this incredible light. Yeshna inin 
Shumeinamar. In that place, it's a it's kind of a taste of the source of light. Even a taste of and from there, that's where the choice, Hashem, um, it says, choose us, choose our portion, choose Go'in Yaakov. That's why the deeds of Sadiqim, in a way, are greater than the creation of heaven and earth. Because um, the deeds of Sadiqim reach an ayin as it's included in the true Yeshamiti. And our deeds reach a place where there's the possibility that you can't divide it from the true Yeshamiti. That's how high our deeds reach. And that's why when we do our Avaida, we come to Shabbos. Whoever works on Erev Shabbos, if you cook on Erev Shabbos, you eat on Shabbos. And Shabbos is Menucha. As Razal say, Mahaya Lamchater Menucha Ba Shabbos Ba Menucha. The world, when it was created, was amazing. Except it was missing one thing. Not just one thing, the thing, the big thing. What was it missing? Sheshimabrashis, the first week of creation, was amazing. Look at all the things that were being created. Amazing. What could you be missing? You have grass and trees and flowers and birds and you have everything. What are you missing? The riddle. What was the one thing that was missing? During the creation of the world, Sheshimabrashis, during that first week. Riddle, what is it? What could it be? And the answer is, it was missing Menucha. It was missing peace. It was a very dynamic week. But Menucha, peace, was not the thing that was, that one was missing that week. Didn't happen yet. And by the way, so what brought this peace, this level of peace? Shabbos. Hashem had a whole week of creating stuff, amazing, 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 except no peace, no menucha. Then he created Shabbos, and that brought menucha. That's why it says, And he finished his work on Yom it already said, and the heavens and the earth, earth and all their own, all the heavenly hosts were finished, but still didn't have Shabbos, and we still didn't have peace. Shabbos brought peace. So, what does that have to do with your Avaida? <clears throat> As the Baal Shem Tov says, Hashem is called Menucha. Lefisha Ein Shayef 
one of the reasons Hashem is called Menucha is because um, the Kaddish Baruch Hu is called Menucha because there's no movement there. There are no changes. Hashem is constant. So Menucha is, con- is connected to something that's constant. So Hashem has that name. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the name Menucha. No changes. What we see, all the things in Hashem, I guess, <clears throat> they're not what you call changes, but rather all the different flavors that are written into the fabric of, sewn into the fabric of Hashem's expression. Kitnua Loshayach because movement, okay, here we understand. If you're saying Hashem doesn't have any movement, because movement is only for something that is in time and space. If it's, if it's in time or space, it has movement. If it's not, it doesn't have movement. Because time is past, present, future. Keeps changing. And, and space is also connected to changes. Um, I just stood, I stand up, I sit down, I move from here, I sit down, I'm on the chair, I stand up, I'm away from the chair. You walk, you move. The spaces, the spaces are always changing. And space is connected to time. That's what makes a world. But Hashem is ain't safe. Ve'ino netak b'makam l'makam. Ve'ino begedezman. Hashem is called ain't safe. No end. No beginning. And he doesn't, he doesn't um, move from place to place. He's not uprooted from place to place. Hashem does not get uprooted. It's interesting because Paro and his ilk, that's what they devote their life to, trying to uproot Hashem, God forbid. Why did the KGB put everything they had into fighting Hashem and fighting the Rebbe? Anybody who said that they are a follower of, of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, immediately went to Siberia, if not worse, in the 20s and the 30s, because the KGB, the NKBD, they knew as long as that is in place, they can't seem to get rid of Hashem. The, the communists were trying to get rid of Hashem, Chas Hashem. So, Right? They try to uproot Hashem. You can't uproot Hashem. You can't, he just, you can't uproot him. You can't take him out of space and you can't take him out of time. And that's why he's called Menucha. But the enemies of Hashem, that is what they put, they devote their lives to. When you think about it, I'm not the one who, say, who made this up. I've heard it many times. The radical left and all the, ins- all the insane things that are happening um, as a result of the radical left and in the world of the radical left and all of the impositions 
critical race theory, all the insanities that are being taught to children in public schools, the gender thing, the, 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 the BLM, the race, racist thing, the destroying American history, the etc., etc., etc. It's all one thing. Very simple. Paro and then Anamalek and the primordial snake. They are trying to uproot Hashem once and for all and get him out of this, get him out of the world once and for all, Hashem. And it's very interesting because there's a speech, there was a speech by Putin from Russia and he said, it's not my place to advise America on what to do. He said, but I'm watching you guys. He said, what you're doing will, dis- will, di- will, is destroying America. And he said, the Bolsheviks did this in the 20s and the 30s. And they worked very hard to destroy Russia. And it was a horrifying, the effects of it were horrifying. Imagine, this is what Putin is saying. And he said, we will not go in that direction. You Americans are crazy. All of the things that you're putting in place with your gender thing, destroying family values, destroying healthy moral values, destroying gender values, destroying history, destroying morality, etc., 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 destroying free choice. He said the Bolsheviks did that. They failed in the most horrific way. We will not, we will not go back there. Imagine the KGB themselves are saying, we're not going to do that one again. You guys are crazy. Why can't you learn a lesson from us? We did that one 100 years ago. Why are you trying it now? Can't you learn from us? We made a a, a practically unforgivable mistake 100 years ago. Why do you have to to reinvent the wheel, you Americans, and make that mistake all over again? We already made the mistake for you. We... The Russian people will remain conservative with family values, etc., and God's values of a consciousness of God, and all this other stuff. <laughs> Isn't this funny? A hundred years later, the bad guys become the good guys, and the good guys become the bad guys. And the bad guys always try to uproot Hashem. And the bad guys can't face, that you can't uproot Hashem. That's how dumb they are. But that's what ultimately, since they try to do something that is impossible, that's how they ultimately fall fall and destroy themselves. Only this time, it's the last destruction. When they destroy themselves, they when they self-destruct, hopefully they're taking all the evil with them, and the whole thing will blow up in a way that Hashem's unity will become visible in the entire world. So, um, just to uh, just to, to to bring this all to summation, so Hashem cannot he, Hashem cannot be uprooted from place to place, and that's why he's called Menucha. Hashem habehiras gadol. There's great luminosity there. There's great lichtikite there. The Indian ba ba Shabbos ba Menucha. So the idea in our Avaida, Shabbos comes along and it brings Menucha, who shall achar gemar ma'aseh breishis hifik. 
Hashem Yisbarach Behirasu. What is it telling us? How is it possible that the very first Shabbos, Hashem inserted Menucha into the world? How did it do that? How did he do that? Because after he finished creating the world, Mysabracious, then he brought this Lichtikite, this Behirus, this clarity. Shebebechinus Menucha, Bechinus Amar, Shemimenu Nimshach Kolseder Ishtash Zabriya, so Hashem brought um, this piece, the level of ma'ar, of, of source of light, from which the whole world, all of Seder Ishtalshul, and the creation of the world, comes from that. In the creation itself, all this luminosity, all this lichtikite, there was only a tiny stain of that luminosity left in the world. So Hashem created the world with a vague memory of his light. Vague. Just enough for us to then build off that vague memory. That Rishim. You know, a little bit of the stain, the scent of that Lichtekite the glow, the faint glow of it. Just enough was left in the world for us to then work with that and create a world in which we, our job is to make that vague light bigger and bigger and bigger. By your days in this Manucha. So what that vague we were left with, the world was created with a vague memory of this light, a vague scent, a vague flavor. You know when, if you're still addicted to sugar, if you're not addicted to sugar anymore, hopefully you pass by those bakeries and, and you, take a, you, you take a whiff and you say, oh, that's so disgusting, trans fat, uh, trans fat and white flour, oh, that's so disgusting, hopefully. But if you're not, if you're like the regular, the average American who's still addicted to the sugar and the white flour, as you pass by the bakery, they specially, you know, they use probably um, special <laughs> ingredients to add to to add to the scent of the baked goods being baked. And you walk by and you're like, oh, oh my goodness, amazing! And then the doors open, and you walk in. And you buy one of those and one of those and you look around and you know, oh my goodness, what should I buy? Oh, looks so good. Oh, I think I want that blue donut. Oh no, the pink cookie. Oh my goodness, that acre looks so good. It's designed to do that. Just passing by four stores away, you start to smell something like, what is that? Oh my goodness, you smell those pastries. Oh, that smells heavenly. And you're just pulled in there. You can barely resist unless you've gotten rid of your addiction to sugar. So that vague scent, that vague glow of Hashem's light and of that menucha, that peace that is Hashem, that was created on Shabbos in the world, it pulls us. It's created to pull us. 
It's created to draw us into it and create in the creations a desire and a craving and a longing to be lifted up to the level of the place of Manuka. The spiritual bakery. We were created with the whole mechanism to be pulled into that spiritual bakery. Oh, yeah, it smells so good. The smell of Manuka. By the way, why do you think we're pulled into the bakery? Why do you think suddenly you feel, oh, my goodness, I have to buy one of those pastries. <gasps> Taste, look, it smells so good. Why? You want Manuka. You want to feel good. You want that peace. That comes from that first bite of that pastry. Imagine like a hot, sweet, delicious coffee. Imagine this. They have, I don't want to get, get anybody having to, but in the corner, let's say there's a, there's a little quiet corner and there's just a couple of tables and there's a really fun person that's just upbeat who says to you, come, come and sit down. And you sit down at the table with her. And she says, I'm treating you. And she orders you this incredible latte coffee, like perfectly flavored. And and she says, which pastry do you want? And you, you say, oh, I don't know. And you finally, oh, that one. And you sit down. And she's just fun and upbeat. And you take a sip of that coffee. And it's just, <sighs> your cares, all of your problems go away in that in that first sip of coffee and then you take a bite of that pastry and what, what did they say waves of pleasure what is it the serotonin or something or dopamine waves of pleasure just fill your being in those few seconds of just like ah and all your cares and all your woes just fly away in the first bite into that pastry and the first sip of that incredible coffee Right? And so, and you feel what? This incredible sense of manucha, of peace. And even though afterwards you feel, you feel sick and you feel nauseous and you have a headache and all that, but it's almost worth it for that split second of manucha. Otherwise, why are you going to eat that stuff? You want manucha. And you get it. It's, you get it for those 45 seconds or 20 seconds. Until you take another bite, the truth is you get it for a full five or ten minutes. And it's worth it. I mean, you know, or it feels like it's worth it. We want manucha. And that's why we do it. But the real manucha is tuning into Hashem, who He is manucha. And that's what it means that the heavens and the earth and all the heavenly hosts we're completed. Vayuchulu milashen kolayim, v'chuka. Vayuchulu means chuka, longing. We long for the heavenly hosts. There's a longing of the heavenly hosts, the heavens and the earth, and the heavenly hosts, they're longing for that menucha. Ah, just give me a ah, taste of that menucha. We're longing for it. That's why it says vayuchulu. From this we understand, and this is coming to a conclusion, that the union of Manucha, of Shabbos, is 
Why do you feel, okay, so why do you feel that pleasure with the coffee and the eclair? Because it's somehow at least mimicking that menucha. And why do you feel the pleasure of menucha from Shabbos, the meaning of menucha of Shabbos? How does Hashem insert it into Shabbos? It's because Atzmas and Mahus, Hashem's very essence is there, and that's the only real Menucha. Hashem is Menucha. So Hashem was able to insert Menucha in Shabbos because He is Menucha. And He was even able to insert fake Menucha into the Latte and the Eclair. Because without it, without Hashem's essence, Lashayach, you can't say Menucha in truth other than for Hashem's essence. Well, you can say coffee and co- co- coffee and eclair, but that's the fake one. But it's, you know, sometimes feels better than nothing. So that's why in Chassidus it often says in Lekut Netaira, Shabbos is above time. Right. Because time is a thing that keeps changing. Menucha is a thing that's just constant. You know, Lahavdil, I once saw this uh, this cute thing. Um, somebody said, I invented chewing gum that never loses its taste, never loses its flavor. Or imagine, um, you know, a pastry that it never loses its taste. It's, it's not like, all right, I'm so sick of the pastry. It just, it's always good. No negative effects, and it just tastes good and tastes good and tastes good and never stops tasting good. So, um, for that, you have to be outside of time. Because within time, things come to an end. Tasted good then, now I feel sick. Uh, now I have a stomach ache from all that coffee. From, now I'm shaking. Now I have a, now I have a, feel nauseous from all that coffee and all those pastries. That's because it's within time. When you're outside of time, there's constancy. That's why we say every every week. Today is the first day of Shabbos, then the second day of Shabbos. Because every week after Shabbos, time starts from the beginning. Starts the first day of my Sabratius. Second day of my Sabratius. You know, like the, od- the odometer on your car, you just set it back down to zero. Because <laughs> so, Shabbos is above time. Shabbos is above time, even as it is. Um, and the, the, in the way that's even the higher way, of time. Vihine, Vihine, Yadua. Shakanam Lininas Man Yeshna Gam Seder's Manim. Before time was introduced by Hashem, there was the Seder of Zmanim. How do you like that? Before time was introduced by Hashem, there was a Seder of Zmanim, as it says in Bracious Rabbah, in the Medrash. Shemen Imenu Nimsach Azman Lamata. Where did time come from? From the Seder of Zmanim that came before time. 
as it says in the Midrash. Vadla inyan de Rata Vashuv. And the inyan of Rata Vashuv. Mati velo mati. Or mati, not matai, but mati velo mati. Shinize yeshna la maila, maila ad the or ain't safe. So we're talking about a very lofty inyan of Seder as manim, which is before time. Um, all the way into our ain't safe. Up there. So when we're talking about the Menuch of Shabbos, which is higher than time, even as time is much higher, this is a ray. Again, the Menuch of Shabbos, which is higher than time, even as time is on a higher level, the Menuch of Shabbos is still a ray and a revelation. even um, Wow, this is a hard one. Sorry. From this we understand that the Indian of Menuch of Shabbos is in Atmosimuhus. Let's skip the parentheses. The Indian of Menuch of Shabbos is in Atmos Umahus. It's in the very essence of Hashem. Bechina Suma Gas Adam. We reach this level. We're able to get to that level of Atmos Umahus. Shari Menucha the Shabbos Balya De Klolosin Yinavida. The Menucha of Shabbos comes from us. We're the one who bring it in. We bring the menuch of Shabbos. Mishatar of Shabbos Yerchel Shabbos. Whoever cooks and works on erev Shabbos, he will eat on Shabbos. We are the ones who introduce menucha into Shabbos. <laughs>